Yeah, trusting God would never fail They would never fall They would never be afraid They that put their trust in God would never fail They would never fall They would never be ashamed
was with me, never forsake me. Glory, hallelujah.
Welcome to the Hope Universe, a live podcast with the catalyst of becoming and your destiny midwife, Dr. Hosea Tagara. Get ready for transformation, reformation, and destiny explosion until you become. Thanks for tuning in.
Welcome to the Hope Universe, a live podcast with the catalyst of becoming and your destiny midwife, Dr. Hosea Tagara. Get ready for transformation, reformation, and destiny explosion until you become. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Hope Universe, a live podcast with the catalyst of becoming and your destiny midwife, Dr. Hosea Tagara. Get Greetings, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this morning, this afternoon. This evening, whatever time zone it is, I trust I find you well and that you are equally as excited to be um, connected tonight. Let me see you share the link quickly. Let me show you, see you share the link quickly as you join in. Let me see you share the link quickly as you join in. The next hour is going to be incredible, powerful, transformative, provocative, but more importantly, aligning. Let me sh- let me see you share the link if you are excited to be connected. IV, God bless you. Apollonia, God bless you. If you are so excited to be here, if you are so excited to be here, let me see you share the link quickly let me see you share the link quickly so while we share the link a few um housekeeping uh, issues so we want to engage constantly let's continue to engage constantly it, it it's it's good for the for pushing the page up and it's also good for um for for us to know if what we are teaching is making sense to you so that's important your engagement is very important and i want you to be generous with that whatever principle you learn what you capture what blesses you be free to put it in the comment section as we engage and learn together and if you have not followed hope universe quickly hit on the hope universe icon and button and follow so that when we come live you get a notification immediately so um quickly do that so as i'm speaking i'm expecting you to be sharing the link all right i'm expecting you to be sharing the link and um as we do so let me see your engagement if you are ready for tonight let me see your joy your excitement uh, with some hearts in the comment bar you know, with some love, some hearts, some fire, some hands, you know, some excitement in the comment bar. We love it with energy here. We love it with energy because you know what to expect. This is all universe. It's a place where you glean what powers your transformation. We are committed to your journey and to your entire process, okay? want to thank our current partners who are helping us to do what we are doing and reach as many people, empower as many people. God richly bless you. 
and um, details will be scrolling on the screen if you want to be part of what we're doing and partner with us you can be able to do so but more so right here on this platform at the bottom right of your screen you will see a box a gift box that is there you can be able to click that gift box and purchase some gold beans that you can be able to use to also give even as you continue to enjoy this particular live podcast otherwise you can reach us through our ministry uh, different giving platforms through paypal you can use give at beamofhope.net give at beamofhope.net and you can get account details you can be able to give via world remit and direct uh, deposit in the account so details will be scrolling you can be able to get that all right so yesterday was awesome we had a fantastic time with apostle rain of manti he's already up on stage getting ready to fire it was powerful it was powerful i don't know what you learned yesterday if you were here let me see hearts and fire if you loved it so far if you loved it so far on yesterday let me see hearts and fire in the comment bar okay let me see hearts and fire if you loved it yesterday let me see hearts and fire in the comment bar looks like the people who enjoyed it are not in because i don't see engagement as yet all right i don't see engagement as yet i don't see engagement as yet it's getting better it's getting better all right it's getting better so let's continue to engage let's continue to engage let's continue to engage let's continue to engage all right so the money blueprint for the believer the money blueprint for the believer we are talking about what many people are scared of talking about in church platforms and church uh, spheres and yet the reality and the truth of the matter is that um most of what is driving many to church is financial you know most of the prayer requests that even look relational and marital are financial um in one of the papers i did i was writing for my post one of my postgrad courses was actually to look at the correlation between marital conflict and finances and you will be amazed that over 80% of all marital conflict can be tracked to financial issues so we can't be quiet about this we have to talk about it what you don't know decides what decreases in your life what you know decides what increases in your life if you are ignorant about laws and principles of finance and money you will not be able to manifest the blessing that you already have the question take note is not whether or not you are blessed there is no question that you are blessed the question is are you able to convert that blessing that invisible divine empowerment to become results to become something tangible all right to become results to become something tangible I want you to understand and never misinterpret the nature of our conversation. We are in no way shooting down on spiritual principles of prayer otherwise we would be self defeating people. You know when it comes to prayer, this is a prayer portal, okay? When it comes to the word, this is one of the best places you can ever connect to. When it comes to all that we do. But what we're saying is that why is it that there seems to be a difference? There's a gap between what scriptures indicate what prophecy has declared what the promise has said concerning what god is going to do and what we are holding in our hands so we are bridging that gap 
by bringing practical principles all right practical principles like we established yesterday that there is a human involvement in the manifestation of the will of god in the earth god never excluded men in his dealings men actually gives heaven legal right to operate within the earth realm so he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places but we have to understand how do we convert that to become physical manifestation of resources tangible intangible goodness and all the good things that come with the blessing of the lord so that we can be able to serve god in a better way all right so who is ready for tonight <laughs> Who is ready for tonight? 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 Mm, Valerie, it's good to see you. Praise God. It's good to see you. Who is ready for tonight? James, God bless you. Who is ready for tonight? Saruzaya, I see you talented. CN House Botswana. Praise God. Who is ready for tonight? Who is ready for tonight? Who is ready for tonight? Flossie, God bless you. Apostle, you are most welcome. It's always good to have you here. And it's always good to be in conversation with you. Um, we are here um, and we are talking about the money blueprint for the believer. Okay? Um, in many circles, those, these, these two cannot be in the same line. <laughs> the money and the believer. <laughs> in some places, believers are associated with poverty, but not with us. We have come to understand that poverty does not reflect God. And you cannot solve problem. I don't know any one problem that was solved because people were poor. Not even one. So let's 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 get rolling tonight. Where are we starting from? What is on your heart? I would love uh, I, I would love to hear from you. What has been on your heart as you kept meditating? And looking forward to tonight. Over to you, Apostle. Can you hear me? Okay. He's, he's not yet live. He's not yet live. Apostle, if you can hear me, please indicate. If you can hear me, please indicate for me. If you can hear me, please indicate for me. Let me also have feedback in the comment section. If you can hear me, if you can hear me, please give me feedback in the comment section. Okay. If you can hear me, please give me feedback in the comment section. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you can come on in, Apostle. We can't hear. We can't hear you. Um, please come on in. I think there's something, uh, there's an issue with your microphone. We can't microphone, hear you. Microphone, we can't hear you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Apostle. You can, you can come in. Hear me now. Your mic can you hear me now? Can you okay. hear me? 
Thank you. Can you clear, hear me? Loud and clear. Awesome. Loud and clear. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let me get these things rolling. I'm excited for what God is doing, and I believe that this is the deliverance the body of Christ needs. I know people want the prophetic, we want the signs and wonders and everything, but without financial freedom, you are not free. The devil can use your lack of finances to literally imprison you again, even when we cast the demons out. The root of all evil is the love of money. And if you don't know how to get it, then automatically you are going to love how to get it. So I hope you can get me, you can hear me loud and clear, uh, Bishop. Yeah, we can hear you, but probably if you can try and maintain a constant position so that the. All right, is it good now? Is it good? Is it good? Is it good? Right there. Right there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yesterday we were dealing with, uh, I think, Proverbs 10 22, and we were talking about the blessing of the Lord. It make it rich and added no sorrow to it. So we began to unpack it. We dissected it. We deduce and uh, really induce some facts from the text. So I'm going to go through it quickly and then I'm going to move forward today on how to be able to really get the money. Because if you look at the text, it says the blessing of the Lord. God is making himself distinct by saying there are blessings. The devil can bless you and God can also bless you. But the blessing of the Lord does something to you. Number one it changes you so that your life is reflective of the God that blessed you. It affects your mentality, your thought processes, so that the way you respond and react, you begin to take on the nature of God. You see, when God blesses you, he imparts himself into you. Let me say it again. When God blesses you, he's not just giving you methodology, but he's imparting something of himself into you so the first thing that thing happens it changes your makeup you are made see when we have a product that is made in china and made, made in america it is reflective of the standard of manufacturing of that country so god wants you to be known that he has made you if you are not being made by god he can't trust you with his riches so the first thing he does is to make you the blessing of the lord it maketh you are you understand people don't want to be transformed but they want god's money they want god's riches and it's not going to happen transformation validate the impartation if you receive impartation that is not reflective of divinity you've been deceived been deceived so the blessing of the lord it make it now god is saying that when i bless you i want it to make you transform you and then that will prepare you to take that personal responsibility and then be real so the level of your riches is really based on your personal responsibility of transformation and utilizing that impartation so that you will know how to be rich 
So God does not determine, God doesn't give birth to a billionaire, a millionaire. The person who becomes a billionaire, a millionaire, or trillionaire is really based on themselves. God blesses you and gives you inexhaustible potential to decide how far you, how much you are going to be ready. It's determined by you, not by the economy. Because the blessing of God is not restricted or limited to your geographical location or your ethnicity, uh, your background. It has nothing to do with it. Wherever you are, even if God blesses you in the desert, it, you will be blessed. You have the capacity to be able to do something. So we need to understand that. All right, the blessing of the Lord. God is saying, I am making unique who I am, my blessings. And this blessing, it will make you rich, guaranteed. Because if you embrace the blessing, it has the ability, the, the in, it has a component within itself to guarantee the result that God is looking for. So the blessing of God is make it rich and added no sorrow. So there are three things that happens that defines the unique blessings attributed to God. One, transformation. It changes you, it changes your thinking. You take personal responsibility. You now understand that it is your it is your choice to be rich. It is your your duty to, to be rich. Now remember, the reason why God is doing that is because he has made up his mind that he wants his blessing to be reflective in abundance, not poverty. If anybody is telling you that the gospel of prosperity is bad, tell them that God never wanted us to preach the gospel of poverty. Although there are some people abusing it, it does not mean that it is not right. Counterfeit money does not mean that we don't have genuine money. So we need to understand that. So God says, when I bless you spiritually that you cannot invincible blessing, I want it to be practically manifested by abundance. All right? Now, when that blessing comes into your changes you, the Bible says that it has to position you to be rich. Then it also becomes a defense that sorrow cannot be added to you. It protects you. That anything the devil wants to bring into your life, that will bring sorrow. It resists the devil. The blessing of God becomes a resistance to any component of the devil that will produce sorrow in your life. So God is saying, I'll transform you, bless you, give you the money, the riches, so that within the contents of the riches, you have the ability to literally keep sorrow from you. There are some demons you can't cast it out, but come out, come out. You can cast it out with the money you have. Because I, I am a man of God. I'm a believer. I understand it. Years ago, I couldn't pay my bills and they were they were evicting me from my house. I didn't know what to do. I went to the park to go and scream and shout and pray and use all the gymnastics of the tongues I know. I mean, I did everything I was supposed to do. Screaming, shouting, it didn't change nothing. The, the next day, the landlord was getting ready to pack my stuff and put it out. I was praying at the park and God spoke something to me that shocked me. He says, Randolph, be quiet. I want to talk to you. I thought he was going to miraculously, or maybe, maybe, maybe let me say ma magically, release the money to me. He says, Randolph, what, what are all the books I told you to write? What are, what are the things I told you to do to bring to the marketplace so you can get money? And I said, Lord, that is not what we're talking about. I need money right now. I need divine intervention. I need you to cancel my debt. I need you to break the yoke of poverty. You see how we pray? 
That was what I was trained in, that you can break the yoke of poverty. So automatically, God should go to the bank and wipe all the, the debt from your credit card. Now, God can do it, but he will not do it because if he does it, he's breaking the divine protocol of development. He wants you to take personal responsibility to be a king, a man of dominion on earth. I, I don't know, Bishop, I, I think I'm running so fast. I don't know whether you are going to come in, contribute. What do you want me to do? Just flow. Because I love it when we chat. You don't want me to preach, so yeah, I I, I like it. I I, I, I like the, the way you're bringing it out. Um, okay. And so 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 far, I'm already getting some interesting nuggets. Number one, okay, the blessing okay. transforms you. Yeah. The authenticity of the blessing is tra transformation. Yeah. The blessing of the Lord transforms you. Number two. Mm -hmm. The blessing of the Lord makes you. In other words, when yeah. God blesses you, he capacitates you to become mm -hmm. what you could not become all by yeah. yourself. Then yeah. number three, adds no sorrow. The blessing insulates you, immunizes you against yeah. sorrow. It builds a, it builds a wall. Mm -hmm. it, it empowers you in such a way that you are able to fend off and defend yourself from things that brings sorrow in your life. Yeah. And, yeah. and I like uh, I like something that you say. Probably I'm gonna delay you a bit on that. No, no, no. I go ahead. To, I love it that uh, way. Go ahead. Yeah, I need you to address. I need us to do with some questions. One of the things that I want us to do is to tackle things that questions that believers have. We mm. uproot that poison and bring light into into those areas. Okay. You said something powerful. You said the blessing of the Lord. Okay. Um, you say that when the Lord blesses you, right? Um, yeah. The authenticity of the blessing of the Lord is transformation. And then yeah. you say it, God can bless you and the devil can bless you, but the, there is a difference between the blessing of the Lord and the blessing of the devil. I want us to talk about that a bit. We have seen, uh, because someone might ask the question, why is it that the wicked seem to prosper? Okay? Mm. And, mm. And, and we are talking about the blessing of the Lord. But we have seen certain people who are not believers seemingly prospering. Would you want to touch on that and, and just add a bit of insight? One of the things that you have to understand on earth, the law of the land is established by dominion. And dominion on earth is based on the person who have the market, market share. Let me say it again. The more you multiply and you have the ability to be rich, you take dominion. It is not spirituality that has dominion on earth. The most frustrating thing in life is to be anointed and then start a church and then go and borrow money from a Muslim in a bank and who determines when you open and when you close. That is how frustrating it is. What I'm trying to say is those who have dominion and who control policies of government are not those who are praying times. It's those who have the money. Until we become mm -hmm. realistic, we are going to deceive ourselves. The Bible says those who borrow will be servant to those who lend. The poor will mm -hmm. always serve the rich. I don't care whether you're acute, uh, anointed, mm -hmm. And uh, I don't care what the color of your skin, the geographical look. If you are poor, you will serve a wicked, devilish, rich person. Now, why is the rich people making money? Because they understand the language of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Are you getting me? Now, one mm -hmm. of the things you have to understand is this. You don't mm -hmm. need God. This is what you You don't need God 
to have mastery over the marketplace. But right. you need God to transform you so that you can be a product, a reflection of his message in the marketplace. Right. So that is why God doesn't want to just bless you without transforming you. The mm -hmm. devil doesn't mind blessing you with that transformation because he doesn't care about your character. He doesn't care about, he just wants you to take over the dominion and not allow believers to have influence. But God is saying that my unique blessing is to transform you to be a product of my kingdom. So that when you are doing business, whatever you are doing, people look at you and say, you are made in heaven, made in heaven. You, are pro you have been transformed by the blessing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for us, the church of God, we have people who have been dedicated with, are uh, informed, sermonized with good messages that tells them that God wants them blessed. But the power to bless them, transform them to literally be an evidence, a validation of the divine blessings. If you look at their character, they don't look blessed. Because when somebody is blessed, even if they don't have no money in their pocket, their mentality has changed. They have sudden, uh, such an enlargement of perception. They believe hmm. God for everything. I like that. I like that. I might not have like nothing that. in my pocket, but I believe God I will take over the whole of Africa. Now, how I do like you think that. like that? I like that. Because you now begin to think like God. You see things like God because he has infused himself in you. That's why he's able to look at Abraham. Abraham, look at the whole land. Stretch your eyes. Wherever you can, your eye can see, it is yours. Meanwhile, this guy doesn't have nothing. He doesn't have I children like yet. But he's become like a father of many nations because something is infused in him. There's a transformation. Mm. So when God wants to make you rich, he makes you a transformed rich before you get the material riches. Wow, I like this. I'll let you contribute for, before I go on. Yeah, you know, I, I so much love this dimension of transformation you are bringing. I have always questioned um, the imbalance. You have people that are spirit-filled believers, filled with the Holy Spirit, who battle to believe that God is able to meet um, their daily need and supply their monthly requirements. And yet, on the other hand, you have an unbeliever who is able to believe that I can be able to build a more employee, set up a company and employ 5,000 people. You know, that speaks into the depths of transformation. And as being believers, we ought to be able to do better than that. But having said that, there's something powerful that you said that I would want to, uh, to highlight. That kingdom authority is not just spiritual activity but mm. productivity yeah and your ability to increase and master money and value and this is accurately reflected in the parable in the parable that jesus gave right yeah. uh, concerning yeah. concerning the talents you know yeah and and he gave each one according to luke he gave each one a talent and he wanted to see what they are going to make out of it by way of increase. He says, go do business until I come. Go, go trade with this until I come. And on coming back, the one who he had made 10 out of one, mm -hmm. he, mm -hmm. the Bible puts it this way, that he gave him charge, dominion, and authority over 10 cities. The one and that was his made, intention from the beginning. That was yes. his intention from the beginning. Yes. So, 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 but to me, what struck me was the, 
was was the measurement he used he used their ability to increase value to trade to make money to master increase in the marketplace as the basis of the authority they would have over cities and that's exactly what we were talking about for the past two days that if believers are not going to be able to make more money literally make more money become productive we cannot take over cities we cannot even take over a village you know even your family we, meetings they will run away from you even your family yes, meetings no one will listen they will invite you when they are sitting down to have meetings yeah so this is this is really amazing and guys what we are saying is that if we are going to walk in authority right if real authority stop for a moment and think about it if we are really going to walk in authority this key is your ability to create value make money and be productive and when we say productive we are not talking about being busy we are talking about producing goods and services that solve human problems and you're able to make money out of that that's what we're talking about as we talk about productivity you know and 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 this is very very important and there are principles that govern that and you need to learn those principles that's why some of you you might want to quickly realize now that you don't just need prayer otherwise you run from one prophet to another prophet to another prophet to another apostle to another apostle and be laid hands on until you become bowed headed you need to be taught practical principles on how to increase money what are the laws of money you know um how do you manage finances how do you assess good investments you know how do you assess um uh, opportunities that are viable um, and common you know and and, and th th that are viable and able to to bring increase so this is very important i think we might need another session that we just call principles of increase you know where we are just talking yeah. about how do you increase your money you no know, practically like how do you yeah. practically in yeah. increase your money you know we, we have to go as practical as that how do you increase your money and we we start using practical examples and possibly even have some of us here talk about practical examples of how did you grow right there is a couple of millionaires yeah. who are here there's a couple of millionaires who are here how did you grow your money from zero to ten dollars to fifty thousand to you you understand what i'm saying we would want practical sessions like that yeah but having said that before i hand over to you you also touched on something you touched on the language of the marketplace mm. i don't know if this mm. correlates with what you wanted to to follow on next but you you touched yeah. on something called the language of the marketplace I think mm. this is a very, very interesting aspect as well because we cannot speak religious language in the marketplace. We need to <laughs> learn to understand how to speak the language of the marketplace, the language of money. But you can go on. You can go on, Apostle. Uh, you were in a vein. All right. Thank you, Bishop. Uh, one of the things that we need to understand is there's a serious dichotomy. There's a serious... Uh, a dissection, something uh, 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 we have taken a tangent away from the character of God. The first entrepreneur in the whole universe is God Himself. God is an entrepreneur, He's a creative entrepreneur. 
Jesus said, I, I came to do my father's business. That means the father has a business. Not ministry. My father. No, business. no ministry. A business. If somebody should ask you what is ministry, tell the person that it is the father's, it is the family business. Ministry is not preaching. It is the it's the family business. <laughs> because you can preach and you are not serving. You are informing, you are not solving problems. Wow. I know some people are going to say, what is going on? When Jesus called the disciples, they were fishermen, businessmen, entrepreneurs. Then he says to them, mm. you guys, I'm going, to, I'm going to make you fishers of men. It is how I will make you preachers. Although I his like intention that. was for them to preach, he wanted oh, them to that. be, uh, uh, he, wanted, he wanted to enhance their businesses by utilizing the same gift that they had and increase their capacity geographically and give them an international ministry. Who doesn't want that? And then make them more money, year on it, and for eternity, they will be paid. Who doesn't want that? So when he said, I will make you fishes of men, we have religiously defined that. But to the fisherman who was an entrepreneur, he's hearing, okay, I'm restricted in Galilee waters. If I'm going to be fishing men all over the nations, that means I'm not located, restricted to the Galilee. I am not restricted by ethnicity. I am not going to just localize in Israel. I am going to international. And not only that, you are going to make me a lot of money. And not only that, you are going to transform me and be, I'll be like, all those things were components of discipleship. discipleship. Discipleship is not you sitting down and learning how to, uh, the theology of casting out demons and all those things. No. Apostle, <laughs> yeah. the, the, stuff, the stuff you are pulling out is, is, is hot. <laughs> now, now, I love this portion of scripture and yeah. because it's exactly what the Holy Spirit was building in my heart as I was mm. uh, preparing for this meeting. Let's do, this is what God was putting in my heart to, to, sh to mm. share, that mm. unless believers begin to march out of the closet into the yeah. marketplace, there are yeah. miracles that they are never going to see. Why? It's true. Look, look at the miracles that Jesus did. Nine over 90% of the miracles Jesus did, all of them happened in the marketplace. Yes. All of them. All of them. He was doing business. All, yeah. All of all the, the over 90% of the miracles Jesus go read the gospels. They were in the marketplace. His encounters with people were in the marketplace. Could it be the reason why we have not seen many miracles in our personal lives? It's because we are not in the place where miracles ought to happen but, but 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 that's for another day i wanted to bring this out which you started on apostle jesus said to peter follow me mm -hmm. right yeah. and i will make you there you were mm -hmm. that's where you started again that the blessing yeah. makes you he says yeah. follow me and yeah. i will make you okay mm -hmm. a fisher of men and he's talking to mm -hmm. fishermen he yeah. says to fishermen Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm. Fishing is what these people are doing before they are called. In, in the marketplace. And, yes, in the marketplace. And in calling them, Jesus is not saying, stop what you were doing and I will make you what you, were, what you never did. He says, mm. I will, like you rightfully said, huh? he says, I will make you fishers of men. In other words, 
I am not going to do away or cast away everything that you were doing. But I'm mm. going to use even the marketplace skills that you had before. Okay? Mm. I'm going to use the marketplace skills that you had before. Right? For my glory. And, 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 and I think that's where we need to understand also as believers. That not only do we need to throw away our marketplace skills, but God wants to use our marketplace skills to feather not spiritual they might not feather spiritual activities but they will feather the kingdom of god and its influence the influence of the kingdom of god goes on the wings of marketplace skills i will repeat this one the mm. influence of the kingdom of god is fueled by marketplace skills if believers do not have marketplace skills we cannot bring the influence of the kingdom of God in places where it is required. Apostle, over to you. Bishop, you have clarified it exactly the way it is. You have to understand that the mandate of God to the church is to disciple nations, not to disciple believers in the, in the, in the building. And if you are going to disciple nations, you don't disciple them with your spirituality. You have to teach them to fish, utilizing their giftings and talents. They are not impressed about your tongue speaking. They are not impressed about your prophecy or anything. They are impressed about the money. They are impressed about productivity. They are impressed about how you solve problems. I'm not negating the essence of our spirituality because that is the backing that activates the supernatural to propel the productivity that we have. God is productive because he's God, but he multiplies through humanity. Are you understand? So what am I saying? We need to understand all this concept. Now today, I, I'm going to use another scripture to emphasize where I want to take it. But let me finish this. It says, the blessing of the maker rich added no sorrow. So if you really want money, you need to be rich and translate the riches to become money for you. Because riches is abundance. You have something in an abundant quantity. But if the riches has not been translated into uh, solving the problem in the marketplace, then it will not become money to you. Are you getting it? So if you look at the text, the Lord is saying that when I bless you, I transform you. I transform you. That means you have the ability of transformation. You are made. Number two, you have the ability to be productive. That means you can increase. Number three, you have the ability to be disinfected from any pollution of sorrow, anything that attacks you. You have the defense against any satanic activity or things that causes sorrow. You solve problems that produce sorrow in people's lives. So you have all these three components in your life. Now, if you take that three components and you bring it to the marketplace, you can solve any problem in the marketplace. So that means God has equipped every believer with the capacity of transformation, multiplication, and defense against every satanic onslaught. If you can bring this thing to the marketplace, there's no limit to the amount of money you can have. Based on that, that is when you now decide your productivity. Because when you are in activity with that product, that is not productivity. And your productivity must be targeted, defined by the marketplace. Not by wait, your wait, 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 Apostle. Wait. You, <laughs> you just hit something right there. When you are having activities without a product, 
That mm. is not productivity. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so activity without a product is mere expending of energy. You're just yeah. using your energy. You're just busy. Okay? Yeah. So busy I like body. what you said. <laughs> that our activities should produce some products so that mm. we can be talking about productivity. I like that. I just thought of highlighting that part. <laughs> now, when we do that, now we have the ability to influence the market. All right? That is where the money comes. Listen to me. A church will never be influential beyond its influence in the marketplace, not their spirituality. Mm. Let me say it again. A church will never have influence on its territory beyond its capacity to influence the marketplace. Wow. So if that, that is the case, why are we educating people with religious doctrine and not discipling them with entrepreneurship? Knowing that we cannot disciple the nations by our spirituality, by our entrepreneurship. When anything happens in America and they are looking for people to just give donation, you see these rappers coming out and giving $1 million and giving $2 million, 500000 200000 and all the churches are hiding and we say we are praying for the people. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> we should have been the people leading the giving. For the right. God that we serve is the God that gives. But we right. have been so imprisoned by our religious doctrines that we have been uh, entangled by poverty that we don't have the liberty to even... We know we have the desire to give because the spirit in us loves to give. But we don't have the money. So you see these rappers that we don't like, full of demons, propagating the message of the enemy. Some of them are homosexual. I mean, their life is not right. And you look at them and they say, listen, I'm sending $1 million. This is what I'm saying. Okay, I'm doing a concert. You all come to, we are raising $10 million. And we, we, if you have said to me, I'm here to provoke you so that you can change. Please heed me. We, we need to understand this. All right. Now, I'm going to use one scripture and I'm going to extract some truth from it and we, we, we can use that to close. Proverbs 12, 27. Proverbs 12, 27. Proverbs 12, 27. The Bible said, The slothful man roasted not that which he took in hunting. Come on. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. The slothful mm -hmm. man roasted not that which he took in hunting. Mm -hmm. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. Now, if you read it, you might think that somebody... Now, you look at the text. He's not defining a slothful man, a category of mankind, and the attitude or and behavior they have. That is why they are not taking mastery in life. They have no value. So, it says a slothful man. So, in life, either you, are, can, you can be a slothful man or a diligent man, but he's using the slothful man to trained as to show us something so the slothful man has a gift an ability to hunt yeah so he's he went to the he went to the uh the forest utilized the the talent the wisdom the energy the strategy mm -hmm. and he took the animal he literally caught the animal killed the game and brought it to the house 
But he, because he was slothful, he was not able to translate the raw material meat for it to be edible. Right. So he is in activity, but not productivity. Mm. Are you getting me? So anytime mm. you engage in any effort, but does not produce something for people to be edible, be serviceable, to be able to solve a problem, you are a slothful man. A slothful man roasted not that what he took in hunting. The essence of hunting is not for you to take. It's for you to take and then roast because without roasting, you can't eat it. Right. So many now, of us many of us who have mastered the skill of the hunting we, we mm. brag about the hunting. We pray 10 hours. We, we fasted for seven days. We, we come to church Sunday. That is the hunting. But are you roasting? Wow. Because the roasting is what satisfies people. Right. The roasting is what makes the animal that you caught edible. It satisfies it tastes good in the mouth. You chew it. You can you can sense the, the taste. So all those things is really geared in the roast. It's in the category of roasting. But the Bible says, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. So any diligent man, any diligent if you put any substance in the hands of a diligent man, he has been programmed. He has literally mastered the marketplace. The only thing you put it in his hand is going to be with price. The only time you evaluate a price is in the marketplace. Price is determined by the market. So a diligent man is always thinking about what can I do with my substance so that I can bring it to the marketplace and then it will become pricey, money in my hands. Wow. So God's responsibility is to give you the skill. Every human being has a skill that God has given to them. Mm. Every human being. Whether you are fishing, whether you are hunting, whether you are writing a book, whether you are singing a song, what every human being has a skill given to them. Everybody. Mm. Either you are catching an animal, a, a hunter, either whether you, wherever you are, God doesn't give you purpose without potential and within the potential is a gift right so you have been equipped to fulfill your purpose you have everything you need the problem is you know how to use your gift but you don't know how to monetize it and you see when you are a slothful man you are roasting the meat if you want it to be precious you are not roasting according to your own recipe you are not eating the whole meat by yourself don't roast it according to your taste. You roast it according to the taste or the recipe of the market. Mm. Mm. Are you getting it? Mm. And so, although my hunting is unique to me, my roasting is defined and controlled by the marketplace. Right. If right. I open a restaurant here in America, I love fufu, but I'll be a fool to start selling fufu in a place where Chinese people want Chinese food. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Apostle, this is good. This is good. This is good. Now, Should I go on? You know, I... Okay, you can go on, then I can come later. Okay. So, you roasting is really based on the demands of the market, not your taste. When you go to a restaurant, they cook the food based on those who are coming to order, not based on those who are cooking. So you roast for the market. And your diligence is based on what the market demands. So you work on your substance to determine the preciousness, the price you're going to get. So the price is not God. God gave you the talent knowing that there is inexhaustible potential to determine how much price you want. Don't go and say, God, if I make me a billionaire, that is a wrong prayer. God, don't limit God by asking me to make you a billionaire. You are literally degrading his sovereignty. Now, God wants how much money you want to have God has given to you cannot be quantified. So don't go and go make me a billionaire. Go and make me a, no, no, no. Stop that prayer because as far as God is concerned, what He has placed within you, there is nothing on here to quantify it. You are you are a career of inexhaustible wealth. The problem is you have not come to the revelation of who you are and come to the methodology of the marketplace. That is that is the problem. If you can dis discover the recipe of the meat, of the roasting of the marketplace, then every meat you carry has the potential of the price. It determines when you, what you want. The market demands the price. So the slave man was not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. So how do we make the money? Now listen to this. This is going to really bless you. How do you make the money? Preciousness is the substance you bring to the marketplace that they can taste, enjoy it, and satisfy them. Whoever brings the precious, the, whoever brings that substance will be paid. Does it make sense? Bishop, can you get me? Right, right, right. All right. Follow so me. let me say it again. Let me say it again. Whoever brings the substance that can feed and satisfy and give taste to the marketplace, it will be precious. They don't care who brought it. They care about the substance. Why am I saying that? Maybe you are hearing me and you have not developed your hunting here. You have not developed your ability to roast here. You, don't, you have not developed the ability to use your gift and your talent. You don't know what to do. But the person will discover what the substance the marketplace needs. It does not, it is not by force that the substance should come from them individually. But it is a, a requirement that you can't get preciousness, a price, without a substance that feeds the marketplace. So in, when you want to make money in the marketplace, there are two things you need to consider. Number one, you need to create value. Create value. Right. Number one. But what if you have not developed your capacity, the means to create value? Then, number two comes in. Number two comes in by saying that you need to be a detector of value. Today, I'm going to teach right. you how to make money whilst you don't have to sweat and struggle. Are you all listening to me? Because one, 
either you are creating the value by yourself you are catching the animal you are roasting it you are doing everything by yourself otherwise you detect value now how do you detect value you detect value by knowing the marketplace demands what is the meat they are looking for that needs to be roasted if you find that out that is when you have detected the value now it is your duty to go and find out somebody who's already catching the animal roasting mm -hmm. it and you have mm -hmm. to now give them the recipe mm -hmm. and say do you know what let me mm -hmm. partner with you i will take the mm -hmm. roast meat to the mm -hmm. marketplace because i've detected value in you mm -hmm. and then we can share the profit so immediately <laughs> that cuts down all the processes all the sweat all the heat of the fire and all that so don't come and tell me that because you are in africa you cannot make money in america mm -hmm. are you all getting mm -hmm. to me i hope now this mm -hmm. this message maybe you should have paid a lot of money i'm giving it to you for free so just listen to me very carefully Mm -hmm. immediately you don't need the learning curve of learning how to roast the expertise of hunting immediately you bypass all those things and immediately you can go into the marketplace looking for hunters who have extra meat looking for hunters who don't know how to market looking for hunters who don't know that their meat can go to another place where there is no meat that doesn't make sense mm -hmm right right the moment you do that you bypass all the delay the learning curve that is going to obstruct you from stepping into the marketplace immediately so there are two things either you become a value creator or you become a value detector value detectors break down the limitations and the restrictions and, and and the learning curve for them to go to the marketplace they just have to find out what the market needs and they look for the right people who can provide that now remember when you become a value dictator you cannot be restricted geographically you cannot be restricted in any area form or shape why because immediately you can go to the marketplace anywhere in the world immediately i hope that helped uh, bishop you can come in now this, this this is this is quite interesting because when when you look i was looking at um a production uh, in 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 the sense as we understand it production or productivity is categorized into three there is primary production there is secondary production and there is tertiary production if you may put it that way uh, primary production is the uh, extraction of primary resources, right? Raw mm -hmm. primary resources, your farming, mm -hmm. your mining, your uh, agriculture, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and hunting is also a primary form of yeah. productivity. The characteristic of primary productivity is that it uses a lot of labor, right mm -hmm. africa it it has a lot of access to raw materials and uses a lot of labor yeah? that describes the beautiful continent of africa beautiful continent of africa you know um much labor available much resources available but you're going to discover something interesting that the value of what is produced in fact what is produced mm -hmm. as raw right 
it's mm. bulky but it's of less value yeah <laughs> yeah and yep. as you start processing what is wrong mm. Mm. the quantity gets lower right but the price yep. gets higher higher the price true the value gets higher and the more you go down the value chain the higher the value gets right and yep. um this scripture is very provocative because it is trying to show us that firstly, Apostle, there mm. is a dimension of laziness yeah. that believers have to learn about and be delivered from. It's mm. not a, la mm. a laziness of sleeping in bed and turning no. on your bed like Proverbs no. talks about. No. Mm. This is a laziness of wanting to wake up being mm. busy but not mm. able to process mm. what is wrong mm. that you have this level mm. and this spirit of laziness if you want it that way actually afflicts africa as a continent let me show you i would give an example of soccer right mm. yeah if you go to i i i i follow soccer a lot one the latest I think one of the latest countries to win the the, the World Cup is France, right? Mm, but then yeah. you look at France, the majority of the players are black people, right? <laughs> yeah. They are black people. And you look at most of the prominent teams, the, the, the number of black people that are excelling, you will be amazed. But no African country even gets to the quarterfinals of that mm, tournament mm, right mm. But, but but here is my point what the west has been able to do is to process talent all right yeah. they 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 get the game and they roast it they process mm. raw material they process raw talent and i think bringing it practical and bringing it home it's very important for us to understand that we cannot be proud of just having raw talent Apostle, mm -hmm. one of the things that I have discovered, which, which is painful, is that in any field of endeavor, have you ever discovered that the people that are sitting on top of the mountain as the best in that field are not the most talented? No, it's true. They're not the most talented. When you consider raw talent, raw, raw talent, they're not, they're not, if, think about music. We know far much better musicians than the people yeah. that are winning Grammy Awards today and so forth and so forth. But but, yeah. but but you see, when an average person learns how to process, I mean, Kanye West is a billionaire, Apostle. Mm -hmm. uh, Kanye West is, is a billionaire. Yeah. The guy can't even sing properly. Yeah, uh, He can't even, uh, he, he doesn't even have a voice to, to maintain a melody. <laughs> But he knows how to process talent. Yeah. He knows how to process talent. And he gets more value. So uh, what we are saying here is that if we are going to win, if we are going to, uh, to we, we need to be able to process our talent. In other words, find a way of fine-tuning what you have, okay, so that it can have more value in the market than it has and that takes a lot of diligence i like what this scripture says in part b it says but the substance of a diligent man is precious in other words you see there's a diligence we we require 
to be able to add value to something. What causes us to be satisfied with what is raw, whether it's a talent, whether it's a product, whether it's a gifting, is because we are not diligent. We are not diligent at what we do. You know, we are not diligent at what we do. Some of us are highly talented people in business, in ministry, in our careers. We are, we are naturally talented, if I may put it that way. But we are not diligent with our talent, so we cannot go as far as we are supposed to go. And even when opportunity arises, you know, remember what scripture says. It says, the battle is not to the strong. The race is not to the swift. Neither mm. is bread to men of wisdom. But time and chance mm. happens to them all. You see, mm. if you are a lazy man with a raw talent, when your chance comes, you will not be able to maximize it. When your yeah. Goliath comes and your talent is not roasted, huh? when, when your Goliath shows up and your talent is not purified, it's not it's not sharpened you will not be able to bring the giant down so you cannot experience the fullness of the value of your talent but if you are prepared roasted i don't know uh, if that is making sense if you are able to fine tune what you have when your opportunity comes you are able to maximize value out of it i don't know if this makes sense apostle it makes sense it makes sense yeah it makes sense it makes sense I think that we have the leadership of the body of Christ have done serious harm to the congregation because we have given them a perception that will never give them the manifestation of what God has promised them. Mm. They will never get it. And but so many You know, I like what you're touching on now that part of the bondage of the believers is intentionally the fault of the deliverer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Part of the bondage of the deliverer is the fault uh, of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the believer is the fault of their deliverer. Now, I will show you one example. I call this witchcraft. I mm. think it's a form of witchcraft, Apostle. Yeah. What yeah. we have seen in our days in the body you, you touched on the body. And I, wa I want to open some eyes here so that believers can see value and where to properly connect. Sometimes, oh, this is what has been happening in the body. You have a deliverer, right? Or a mm -hmm. teacher or a leader, right? Who has mm -hmm. gotten the revelation of the things that we are talking about, right? Yeah. How do I know that they have gotten the revelation? They run their own businesses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They have got mm -hmm. gold mines. They mm -hmm. have got uh, uh, oil fields, right? They have got uh, media companies. But when they come to the church, when they come to the believers, they don't teach them the practical principles that they are running in their back office as business people. <laughs> they yeah. just come and tell them, Miracle money is going to come in your bank account. <laughs> so the believer goes to die on a mountain fasting for 40 days. Believe in mm. God for miracle money. Yet the prophet is waiting for seven kgs of gold coming from his mind. And yeah. does not tell the believers that I am running a gold mine. I'm productive. 
I'm engaged in the marketplace. So, 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 um, so this is what we are saying to you guys. That it's important for you to understand. That when God is getting ready to bless you, bless you, He gives you ideas, He gives you concepts, He gives you, He opens your eyes to seeing needs in the marketplace, and you are supposed to engage. And I believe that places where practical teachings of this nature are being taught are places where serious believers have to hang around. You understand? So that you understand practically how do you connect yourself to that which god wants to give you and by doing the right things that you are supposed to do to walk in the blessing of the lord sorry apostle i had to cut you on that no 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 it's really good and and one of the things i want to also uh, add is this the models that we have in the church right now will keep the church poor you cannot raise a generation that can take over nations or disciple the nations by titan offering mm. i don't care how many congregation members you have it will not work. That is not the model of the kingdom of God. God wants you to take over the banks. It's not going to come by savings. It's not going to come by tithing offer. It's not going to come by we selling chicken in the in uh, selling chicken. No, no, no. It's not going to work. It's not going to come by we taking off from base on the day you were born. All those nonsense. It's not going to work. So what am I right. talking about? When the move of God and anointing of God hit the church in Jerusalem, the Bible says that great grace fell upon them. Immediately, something happened in the church. Hmm. Those who were possessors, possessors of land. That means hmm. the, the, the anointing awakened you to your possession, the revelation right. of your possession. Those who were right. possessors of land went and then traded in the marketplace. They learned how to trade. They were sales agents. Apostles were trading. Evangelists were trading. Congregation members were trading. They went, went and entered into real estate trading. They went to the marketplace and traded. They, when they traded, they got profit. Money came. And then they brought it to the church. The apostles now became bankers. They brought the money to the bankers. Not that they were giving offerings. Some people think that they just dumped all the money at their feet because of that they collected offerings. No, 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 no. It was an investment. They brought the money to the apostles and said, hey, we got this money. Apostles said, okay, let's distribute. What do you think they were doing? Investments. They began to invest in the congregation. By the time they realized everybody was a millionaire in the church. So what am I saying to you people, please, until the church learns the critical, the critical gift, talent needed to enhance life, sales, the quality of your life is not based on your spirituality, it's based on the quality of your sales. If you are not selling, you can't get a good wife, you can't sell to your children, you can't sell to your boss, you will be broke. I'm telling you. Let me say it again. You can pray in time from morning to evening. If you can't sell the value of your existence, nobody will recognize or celebrate you. <laughs> so the quality of your life is really not based on your spirituality. It's based on the quality of your say. Jesus said it in another way. If you have not been faithful with the unrighteous mammon, the product of sales, who will give you the true riches? God says, I can't give you true riches if you can't sell. If you don't know how to handle money through sales, 
creating value, bringing to the marketplace. God says, I won't give you the prophecy I gave you. The true riches. <laughs> <laughs> Bishop. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Now, this is awesome stuff. So, so, so the, the church has to overcome the fear of selling and the shame. We have to train them. The, the, we have the, to yeah, equip them. Yeah. The, the, the fear of selling and the shame of selling. And then you need to be trained practically on how to close a cell. How to close a cell. Now, while you are on that note, Apostle, as we begin to wrap up, as we begin yeah. to wrap up, um, one of the problems, I, I agree with you that the current model of church is bound to keep the church in poverty. My yeah. perception would be this way. Mm. Because you cannot just emphasize giving. Because that is the mm. curriculum of the church. You can't just yeah. emphasize giving, 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 giving. But never train the people who are giving how to create what they are supposed to give. I have said this yeah. to pastors. I have said yeah. this to apostles. I have said this on major conferences. And I keep saying it again and again. It is not a balanced diet for the church to keep teaching giving of all kinds. But never teaching the church investments of all kinds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because the church has to be taught God did not, before God commanded Adam or men to give, he commanded men to produce. Yeah. The first yeah. commandment of God to men was not give. It was Productive. produce. Because yeah. you cannot give what you do not have. So, mm -hmm. I believe that there has to be an intentional curriculum and a dedication of time within the church's system of teaching and preaching to help believers to be productive and to create value. Otherwise, believers will get to a place of giving fatigue. You know, if you ever they don't give, they are have, frustrated. We have faith fatigue. We have giving fatigue. They're tired. You know, and, and and that's why personally, I never like to manipulate people in giving. You know, because mm. I, I, you can't because you can. They, you, there is a place where you cannot manipulate people anymore. You understand? You they are tired. The the the, the more. The model, the proper model should be teach people to be productive. Even if you don't teach them to give, the abundance they will end up having, their natural response is, what can I do to, with the abundance that I have? I have to give it. You understand? So, so the problem with the church and in many places is that there is an emphasis on giving, 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 giving. All kinds. And some end up even coming up with the doctrines of devils, manipulation strategies, so that people can still give even their blood. You know, the whole idea is there comes a place where people need to be able to have what to give. And that's why teachings like this. And unfortunately, Apostle, it's amazing. You see, when you teach these things, the believers don't even like to listen. They are even impatient. <laughs> they are even binding you to finish quickly. You understand? And and where 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 they are being manipulated, manipulated. and being told, they are given air pies. You know, air pies. Give, give me thousand dollars and you get miracle money of one million. If the prophet can have one million, we should get him into the bank of the country, so yeah. we can get so, them correctly. <laughs> So, 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 what we are, what we are saying here, guys, is this is this is the truth that we are giving you for free. 
you want to be intentional about increasing your capacity to create value if you have a man of god who can teach you practically how to create value how to increase your sales how to enhance your career how to enhance your business then you are in the right place you understand what i'm saying you are in the right place it's not about following millions of people you know it's not about following millions of people or oh, one million people follow this uh, woman one million people follow this prophet to where following what you want to mm -hmm. make sure you're connected to a life-giving source a place where you are being practically empowered in a way you cannot follow the majority and uh, public opinion you want to be grown up to see that where i'm connected to i'm getting value uh, this is not just a parasitic relationship you know mm -hmm. but this is a productive relationship there is an exchange of life both ways you understand what you're talking about so yeah. the order of the kingdom is not just to take it is to teach you how to create you understand so there has to be a balance between your giving and your ability to create a value so this is wisdom we are trying to give you you know this is wisdom we are trying to give you so that you cannot be hoodwinked manipulated and caused to hate god and incriminate god because of people's ignorance i hope this is very important apostle your last remarks your concluding remarks i think you said it all the only thing i can say is we cannot continue on the path that we are in as a church and think that we can automatically, miraculously translate, literally take over the nations. It will never happen. If we keep up with the same format that we are in right now, we will never have any impact because we are so heavily bound with our spirituality, but we are not efficient in the marketplace so we don't have significance among the people. So we need to change the paradigm. We need to begin to evaluate based on God's perspective. We need to check out things that, listen, we have fasted and fasted for six months, seven months, two months, first two months of the year. We do it for 10 years now. The people go through the year and they are still broke. Why? We need to check it out. No business person will not measure because you can't quantify what you don't measure you cannot take dominion over something that you have no measurement over so what do, what am i saying what i'm saying is there are many things that we do in the church that is not working but we continue to intensify is uh the way we do it why because we we feel like god will ultimately the result will come no <laughs> So we, we continue to work it and do it. And, and in our insanity, we repeat the same mistakes for years. And nobody is confronting us that, hey, if you keep on doing the same thing and you're not getting no result and you keep on doing it, there is a name they call it, insanity. So what am I saying? I really believe that every believer, because of the Spirit of God in you, you have the capacity of inexhaustible wealth. The creativity right. is in you. But if the devil can blind you from taking personal responsibility 
of your life and how much riches you can get by somebody a prophet telling you that it is going to be based on my prophecy and because i prophesy automatically to happen so you've been sitting on your laurel for five years now two years one year since january since the 31st night and somebody said this year is your year we've been sitting down there uche came double double Double, double came. Nobody got the double. We are still here. So what am I saying to you? <laughs> oh, Bishop, so I'm serious now. What's, what am I saying to you now? Huh? Some of you have been moving your hands over your head. Man knows you. The Nigerian style. Man knows you. Man knows you. You, you move your hands over your head. All those cliches. And the true productive people in the marketplace, they don't come to church. You're making money. I'm not saying that money is the essence of life. But what I'm saying is the message of the gospel is not impacting our communities and the nations because we don't have the fuel of the wealth to ignite it in their heart. The, the, the wisdom of the wise, the wisdom of the poor is not head. It is a law. You can have the revelation of heaven and if you are broke here on earth, humanity will not listen to you. You have no significance. So I want us to have a burden, a determination that, hey, I am taking personal responsibility. I'm going to learn. If I have to call Bishop and say, Bishop, stop everything you are teaching. And teach us how to be able to go to the marketplace. Because if Bishop can raise 10 millionaires before the end of the year, the ministry of Bishop can touch the whole world. One person can raise the money and pay the same message that Bishop is preaching and put him on satellite. He will reach millions of people. He doesn't have to go out and, uh, and start traveling to nations and sweating in planes and, and trying to make it. Only one person can put you on satellite. The same message, not another message. The same message. The same message, Bishop. True. The same message. Very true. Meanwhile, we're sweating out, we're fasting, Father, we break through the break because we don't have the money to pay for the satellite. You don't have the money. It's the same message. Even the message that we have in the closet is better than somebody's conference. They have the money, they pay for the conference. You don't have the money, you are in your bedroom. So what are you going to say? Right. The truth must be said. So I, I believe that it's time that we raise people who are responsible. And I'll end it with the scripture again. The slothful man roasted not that which he took in hand. He don't sweat in vain. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. The goal is preciousness. And if you can focus on that, there's no limit to how God wants us to live. God bless you, Bishop. Thank you so much. Wow. Now, th th this is, this is life-changing. And the power of what we are talking about and teaching here is not in the noise, it's not in the drama, it's not in the cliche, it's not in the emotionalism. In soberness, this truth should ignite some things. I took this word and I'm taking it seriously. I want to raise 10 people, 12 people rather, 12 people. That, 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 that believe we want to be millionaires. We are called to push the agenda of the kingdom of God in the marketplace. If we can have 12 millionaires, 
kingdom millionaires. Yeah, I see you, Flossie. And I take note. Mercy, I see you. 12 millionaires. And God is doing it. I know what I'm talking about. It's already happening. So, you will see what God is going to do. Because we have to impact the world. We have to impact the world. We have to impact the world. We, we, we... We have to impact the world. And it is money and wealth in the hands of believers that gives wings to the gospel. That gives wings to the gospel. I, I stay in Midrand in South Africa. Every city has a landmark. The landmark is that icon. It can be infrastructure or a piece of nature that is used to identify that now you are in this area. In my area, the landmark is a mosque. This mm. mosque is worth four billion rands in excess. My God. It was built by one person. One person. This guy came from Turkey where he has built bigger mosques than that. He was prepared <laughs> to stay in a caravan from the beginning to the end of that project because seeing the mosque come up to become the landmark of that city was more fulfilling to him and the vision of seeing many of his muslim brothers worship in that place right in that area there is a new city many people know Senton, the richest square mile in africa but i can tell you now there is another much preferred place called Waterfall City. That entire city is actually owned by one family. One family. It's a city owned by one family. That's where the largest mall in Africa is located. Now, we are talking about dominion. We are talking about influence. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles through faith. May these principles and these truths provoke us, ignite us, that we can be able to understand the power of creating value with a kingdom agenda. God richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Apostle, we are so grateful uh, for, for your sacrifice and uh, to be on this particular program uh, today. I hope many of you have learned something and you are learning something and um, that your time investment in this particular program, Midnight, I like it this way that we do this at a very inconvenient time. Sometimes what is what, what costs nothing, people don't value it. It's a principle. What costs nothing, people don't value it. If you've been at work and some of you is early hours in the morning, some of you is very precious time in the afternoon you tuned in. May this information be valuable to you and be transformative to you. So if you have not followed Hope Universe, I want to ask you right now quickly to click on Hope Universe on the host right there and follow so that when we go live, you are able to get a notification. We have a lot of incredible stuff still coming. And tomorrow, God willing, we will be able to wrap this up. And... Um, a lot of interesting stuff that I have laid up and planned out for you in the coming 
days of this particular incredible month. If you would love to be a partner with us, be free to reach us um, through the details, our ministry details, which I believe most of you do have but you can be able to have them scrolling up there in the comment bar so that those who don't have them may be able to do so. Otherwise, God richly bless you. I trust this has been helpful and this has been uh, transformative um, as we believe it has been. Seriously consider meditating on the powerful, powerful principles and teachings that we are sharing here. Commit to a process of transformation. Get to know what you did not know because it might be the difference between what you have and what God has promised you. As I begin to check out, I want you to be reminded that you can become all that God has created you to become and you can achieve all that God has ordained you to achieve. God wish you bless you. We trust this podcast has been profitable to your incredible journey. You are the next wonder on your way to happen somewhere. God bless you. Touch it, it's a finished word.